Greetings, readers. This is the Recap Book Chat. We are thrilled that you're with us because reading illuminates your life like a star. As J.R.R. Tolkien said, little by little, one travels far. And welcome to the Recap Book Chat. We're so glad that you stopped by to hang out with us for a little bit today. We are doing something a little bit different. We're going to be reviewing our top 10 movies that came from books. Yes. And so it's a, a, a curveball. A little bit of a curveball. But and to kick us off, you said that you had a quote. Yes, uh, because this is a guy that wrote books and a lot of his books were turned into movies. Uh, Louis L'Amour, and his quote is, once you have read a book you care about, some part of it is always with you. Mm, I like that. That's really good. So I just thought, uh, as a, um, this is a curveball, and also we're in the middle of a book, so why not do our top 10 uh, books that were turned into movies? This was actually fun. This was a great idea because it really got me thinking and um, and some of the things I didn't realize um, came up too. So kick us off. What was one of, it, it, they don't have to be in order, but what was a, a book well, mine, that was turned into a movie that you liked? This is the probably a big one for me because it's been with me for a long time. So I did say this was probably my number one was Gone with the Wind by uh, margaret mitchell and the copyright was 1936 okay and the movie came out in 1939 and it's impactful but the north didn't want the slaves but they wanted to come down heavy on and gone with the wind shows you that because in the south many of them like mammy she was loved she Mm -hmm. she loved and she loved them and then the northern people that came down they didn't even want a, a black person touching their kids so I thought wow that's even poignant today so way to go Margaret Mitchell <laughs> I was like whoa okay it was written in 1936 and the movie came out in 1939 I didn't realize they came out that quickly they were bam bam so this was a, a hot off the press book at the time I'm sure right and then it was and so that everybody was a big deal was reading it everybody was reading Gone with the Wind yeah and I don't think we can think about stuff like that because you know, what, what were people doing before they were tied to a device? Well, they were reading, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So it's kind of weird because um, it, it would be like when I was in school, everybody watched uh, the mini series of Roots because we only had three channels. Mm-hmm. So we reenacted it. Well, I can just imagine for it to be um, so popular. They, and in fact, all the public knew that Clark Gable was going to be Rhett Butler. They all knew that. Really? So yeah. she prob- she had him in mind when she's writing it then. I don't know, but the public knew that Clark Gable, <laughs> but they couldn't find the Scarlett O'Hara. They could not find it. I mean, even Lucille Ball tried out for Scarlett O'Hara. Yeah. Which I thought, was, I mean, she's beautiful. You know, she's she, beautiful. But they needed someone snarky. Yeah, they need a little, she's, she doesn't have that meanness in her. Yeah. So the search, my, my friend Vera who she's really the one that kind of got me on to Gone with the Wind. So this was one of those where I watched the movie way before I ever read the book. Mm -hmm. So um, 
we even at Harding went, I think we paid a dollar. And I, so I've seen it on the big screen, which it is epic on the big screen, especially those scenes about Atlanta and all that. So wow. it was, it was huge, but um, that would be my top one. How about you? What's your number one? Um, well, or, what's your, I didn't put what's them in your, orders. I would yeah. say my number one would, was going to maybe be Chronicles of Narnia, but I kind of want to jump on your 1939 bandwagon. So I'm like, Another movie that came out in 1939 that was a book was Wizard of Oz. And the book was, uh, came out in 1900, and it was written by Frank Baum. But they, uh, I can't remember which one won out. Didn't they compete for all the awards? Did Gone with the Wind uh, take them, or I can't oh, remember? Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Gone with the Wind cleaned house, you know. Okay. Yeah, I would that, say. Because it's epic, but the other one was Ken kind of went with kids i have that in my kids section because i had a kid section um but um yeah 1939 was a big year it was a good movie i remember as a kid watching that a lot um and then we just you read the book to us too so um and well, i've read it to my those, kids so. that's one of those where you actually saw the movie first true mm-hmm. yeah that's true so number what was two. your next one? Oh, yeah. number can I say numbers because I'm a number. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> number two is by Eleanor H. Porter, written in 1913, Pollyanna. Mm. Love, love, love the movie. Uh, absolutely love the movie. And I've seen the movie many times before I read the book. But the book is adorable and totally different. But uh, love it. That is a good, upbeat movie. Yes. I've never read the book, but I've seen the movie. Well, the book no. is even better than the movie, as I said. <laughs> you you gave me a bookmark, and it says, never judge a book by its movie, which I think is so hilarious. Oh, that's And good. how about you? I would Chronicles of Narnia. I, I really like the movie. The movie came out in 2005, um, but I had read the book before. I think you had read it to us, and the book is by C.S. Lewis, and it came out, it was published in 1950. Um, so quite a span before the movie came out, but I, I enjoy them both. I think they're both well done. So great. Well, and then next I put, um, and I'm trying to go back. What, what is hung with me? And when I was in ninth grade, I read the book True Grit by Charles Portis, which came out in 1968. I loved that book. Mm. And so I did read that book first and then saw the movie. And um, I didn't even it. know that that was a book. <laughs> yes. And I and, and I did not have, uh, you know, I don't have a qualms about reading a book and a movie, but your dad does because I got him a copy of that because mine was just a library book that I checked out. And he said, the, I think the reason that's such a good movie is they have exact quotes from the book. I mean, mm. they whoever did the screenplay did it pretty much. I read the book. Just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and um, he said, why would I want to read the book when the movie, it's just like the movie, you know, so reminds mm-hmm. me of that Count of Monte Cristo produ- uh, director is that you want to read the book, read the book, you want to watch the movie, watch the movie. Maybe but sometimes you want to do both. Maybe we should do another podcast on ones that we didn't like. <laughs> oh, I was going to add that to the end of this, the worst, the worst book okay. movie match. Yeah. Okay, I'll let you do that at the end. What's your third one? Okay, my next um, was the Harry Potter series, really. Um, but the, the, the Sorcerer's Stone, the book came out in 1997 by J.K. Rowling. And um, the movie came out in 2001. So pretty, pretty soon after. 
Mm -hmm. Um, But the cool thing about that series was when it first came out, 1997, it came out in the summer, I think. And um, I was 11 years old and Harry was 11 years old. And I, and each, each book came out like at a year in a year span. And so as I was reading, I grew up with Harry. So Mm -hmm. that was a fun series. And I like all the movies. I think they were well done. And I know they, they change directors throughout. And so the feel of the movies changes, but I still enjoyed every movie and every director. So that's kind of ironic because you grew up with Harry and then your brother grew up with Andy from Toy Story. So mm-hmm. isn't that funny? Yeah. Ironic. Okay. For number four, I picked, uh, this is a movie. I have never read the book. The book was published by, uh, in 1975 and the author was William Knack and it's uh, secretariat. Big surprise. I know that's oh. one of my favorite movies. Well, we should add that to our list. I, I have didn't never know that read the book. I didn't know that was a book. So yeah, it was huge. I remember people talking about it, but you know, I'm a kid, so at that time, so a busy, what would I have been, like a ninth grader or something, so I would not have read Secretariat, probably. Yeah. I was reading little shorter books (laughs) at that time. What about you, number four? Okay, I, fourth. so Pride and Prejudice, it's, this is a classic book from 1813 by Jane Austen, and it has a plethora of um, film adaptations uh, I think one of the first ones I saw was the 1941 with Laurence Olivier, which I loved. Uh, there's a 1995 miniseries with Colin Firth, which I love. And then the more popular, or I guess well-known movie, uh, the bigger movie came out in uh, 2005. So I would, Colin Firth, oh, well, I don't know. It's hard to pick the, my favorite Mr. Darcy. <laughs> but, and I have read the book. It's been a long time ago, but um i like definitely it's one of those books we could reread oh for sure yeah that was also on my list so for the first time ding 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 we have a twofer so i have (laughs) that on my list as well what 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 was your favorite film adaptation of pride and prejudice i don't know if i've uh seen the last one you're talking about the one i remembered was Lawrence olivier i think and then colin Firth, I do remember, but I might have seen the other one, but I didn't remember. But it's really, good the, too. But... My favorite Mr. Darcy was the one I created in my head when I read it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the one in my head was pretty on spot with Lawrence Olivier and Colin Firth. Like, I feel like oh, really? both of those really That's fit Mr. Darcy. So, they, whoever did it, they did a good job. Okay, so, what's your next one? My next one, which I'm going by numbers, number five, it was written by Catherine Marshall in 1967, Christie. Mm. I love, love, love the book. And uh, I read the book first. And she also wrote a book called Julie that is really good, but set in the Appalachian Mountains. And she's teaching these really poor kids that have no shoes. And oh, my goodness. And I thought, I, did they get everything in the, the book, in the movie? No, but man. I thought Kelly Martin did a great job of being Christy. I really did. That is a good, it's both of the, a good book and a good uh, show um, or movie. But I wonder, I always wondered why they didn't do Julie. I mean, that I, was good too. I thought, did you think they were just equally the same? Uh, as far Oh as yeah. Did? Yeah, me too. Uh, I don't know why. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. But I'm like, they need to pick that one up. Someone. <laughs> Someone dropped the ball on that. What yeah, about no. your number five? Okay. Next My next, um, number next, uh, Hunger Games. 
Um, and I read the book first. The book came out in 2008 by Suzanne Collins. And then the movie came out in 2012. And so I, I enjoyed both of those. And so I, anyway, it, it's kind of a futuristic, um, mm-hmm. action-packed type genre. But both of them were, I think that was really good. What about you? And well, and I read those too, and I still, yeah, when society picks up a line from your book, I think it may, may the odds be ever in your favor. Yes. My (laughs) next one, number six came out in 1960. It was written by Hartford Lee. It's a classic to kill a mockingbird. Mm, That's my husband's favorite. He doesn't like a lot of classics, but that he likes, he loves that movie. So. Well, I love, I mean, Gregory Peck is my Mr. Darcy. <laughs> Mr. Darcy, hello. There we go. Uh, so love, love, love. And I think that, you know, they say everyone has a novel inside them. And I think Harper Lee was Scout. She mm. was Scout. And so uh, that is, uh, she wrote from the heart. So it was great. And that was Robert Duvall's first movie. And if you've never seen that, man, you need to, and you have to watch for him because he's not, uh, he plays an albino. Boo Radley, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's his first movie. So, wow. I didn't, I don't guess I realized that. Yeah. Well, I just now realized that he's in True Grit. He's the bad guy in True Grit. And he's the one that says, that's pretty big talk for a one eyed yeah. fat man. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty. <laughs> but then he's Boo Radley in, in To Kill a Mockingbird. So, oh. what's your um, sixth one? Um, it kind of goes along with my previous one, and I thought about combining them because they're they're very similar. But I don't remember. Uh, do you remember the Divergent series? Yeah, I was thinking about that when you said Hunger Games. Yeah, so I was curious because I I couldn't remember which one came first, but apparently the Hunger Games came first because it was two thousand eight. Divergent book was published in two thousand eleven by Veronica Roth, mm-hmm. and the movie came out in two thousand fourteen. And I think there's multiple movies, but that was the original one that came out. And again, it's kind of the same idea of Hunger Games, but things are just a little bit different. And I know some people are like, well, that's just the same thing. But I still liked it and I still enjoyed the books because it, it did have a little bit of a different take on it. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's funny how back in 1936, it only took them like in by 1939, they had a movie. So actually what I'm seeing here is today with all this technology, it takes them longer from go to, to go from book to movie. Mm-hmm. Is that weird? It probably it's is strange. more red tape. Is probably that's the that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my next one was actually Pride and Prejudice. Uh, so I will go to number eight, which is uh, Anne of Green Gables by Ellen Montgomery, written in 1908. Love, 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 Anne, lover. Great mm-hmm. one. That and is I, a good one. Did you, we read, we actually read the whole series. Do you remember Mm -hmm. that? I do. Buying them, trying to find them and everything. But I I love her when she's a little girl with red hair and pigtails. That's, and, and what was the boy's name? I can't now. Gilbert. Gilbert. Yes. Oh man. So that's such a good, a fun series. And um, I, I just really loved it. What about you? I, the, that's a good, I've completely forgot about Andrew Gables. So I'm glad you mentioned that. That's, and, and I loved every movie. I even, you know, I loved every book and every movie. So, um, my next one is a recent one we did, uh, where the crawdads sing. And that was a book, um, written in 2018 by Delilah Owens. And the movie came out this year, 2022, 
I thought both were well done. And I would agree. I stuck that off to the side because it was so recent, but I will mm-hmm. agree with that. Good job. Uh, number nine, I put, and this may surprise you, but I really like this movie. I have not read the book. So there's two on my list that I have not read the book, but not to me. I have bought the book to read it and I've given it away twice to uh, because I've heard it's such a good book, but, <laughs> and sometimes you don't have a gift when you need one. So yeah. <laughs> twice, twice I've had this in my hand and then given it away. So it's by William Goldman, and it was written in 1973, Princess Bride. Love, love, love the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, we should add that to our list. Yeah, so. maybe I can hold on to it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble. Uh, but it's, it's humor and uh, the... And then they were... Uh, I researched a little bit about how they were going to do that, and they wanted to change it. And I like that the author would not let go of it. He wanted control. He didn't want his script messed up. And when they, and then finally somebody thought about, well, let's have a grandfather telling the story. And he liked that idea mm. because they wanted to change it too much. And he yeah. held on. It's kind of like the Hank, the cow dog author, John Erickson. He won't just give that away because he has some expectations for Hank and he doesn't want to, his character to go down the wrong road or something. And I like that. I like so that's that. why the Hank series hasn't been made into a film or anything. Yeah. Because it would well, be good. He, yeah. Well, he, he wants to maintain. He doesn't want ca- Hank cussing and Hank doing stuff that he doesn't want him to do. So, mm. you know, he's hanging on to it. What it's his dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I think next on my list was uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It's a book uh, published in 1957 by Dr. Seuss. And the movie adaptation came out in 2000. And it's with Jim Carrey. I think... I guess, I guess I didn't put the other one because it came out earlier. There's a short kind of a the the uh, cartoon yeah, version. Yeah, the cartoon version is good too. I didn't. Yeah. I I should have put that too. But I I really do like the Jim Carrey version too. I think it's it's a funny. It's a good movie, and the book is good. The boys love it. So it's classic. It's a good, it's a good Christmas one. And my last one that I have is one that we did a book talk on was Unbroken by uh, Laura Hildenbrand. Uh, I like the book better, of course, but the movie was really good. And I know that would be a hard movie to make. And I thought for somebody who's never going to read the book, I'm so glad they made a movie because that story needs to be told. And uh, who was the, who was the force behind that? Um, I used to know. I actually Uh, haven't seen the movie. Um, It was the one that was married to Brad Pitt. Yeah. She plays Laura Croft. Um, can't think of her name right now but i i heard that he was the, the real guy when he was uh in his 90s and he was dying and uh the movie hadn't came out yet but she went to the hospital and like were showing him what they had already on his phone on her phone um so he got to see some of it and he approved and liked it and stuff like that so i think that's important too but i want to see that i just haven't seen it yet oh okay well that was my 10 and that my good, my, uh, what's your, what's your last one? Um, well, I still have some good to go because we doubled up. Oh, okay. So my, my next one was Matilda. Oh, and Matilda's on my kid list. Yeah. It was a, a 1988 book by Roald Dahl and the movie came out in 1996. It's such a cute movie. I mean, great, uh, great soundtrack. It's really fun. Um, I think they good. do a really good job. 
And I actually, that's one that I have not read the book on, I don't think. Oh, I read it to you. Oh, you read it to us. Okay. I read it to you. So you have read the book. Okay. But Matilda would, would, is probably one of my favorites. But the book is great. And you guys liked it. Of course, you have a tendency not to remember things. But, uh, which is funny. Which is funny. Sis. I remember that. Okay. So my number 10 is Lord of the Rings. And so um, I, there, that's, there's a series. There's a bunch of movies. The uh, first book, um, The Fellowship of the Ring, came out in 1954. But The Hobbit was 1937. So that was kind of, um, so anyway, this is kind of the, what do you call it when it comes, uh, that was the, do you call it the prequel? Prequel. Mm -hmm. So in the, but the film adaptation started in 2001, Um, but they did an, they did an excellent job. I love all of those. I think they're, they were really well done. You, it's to, just to create that world would be so daunting. Yeah, Um, that magical world middle earth yeah to create that and but make it because it's not it's not like magical in the sense that you're used to kind of like fair like this it it, they really want it they made it into a realistic fantasy world you know so Mm -hmm. it's like it's different it didn't seem all foo-foo-y but i feel like J.R. tolkien that's kind of what he brought to the he he wanted it to be in a kind of a, a realistic world so he did a good job of that. So that was my number. That was my number ten. I did have an honorable mention, um, which is one that I have not read the book, but I love the movie, and I I think we should add it. But it's We Bought a Zoo. I, oh yes, totally. It was the movie came out in two thousand eleven, but it's such a cute movie. I'm like, I'm sure the book would be amazing. Yeah, because when you think about the, you know, I I try to tell my kids that at school that most movies or most good movies came from books, you Mm -hmm. know, and so so you're you're not starting from scratch. You're starting with all this course. I know I read a little bit about We Bought a Zoo because actually the story was in England. Oh, The the real story was in England. And that zoo, that place still exists, I think. When I when I researched that, when you you told me to watch the movie and I did, but it it didn't happen in America. It happened in England, which you would like that. Those gritty people just keep going. Okay. well, speaking of England, that was another honorable mention, which is is kind of cool because I love this movie. It's the King's Speech. And um, it was it came out in 2010. Um, But it's all about Queen Elizabeth's dad. Um, when his brother um, abdicated the throne and he's this is during the the World War II and and he has a stuttering problem and a speech impediment and he overcoming that and really leading um, leading Britain and all of that was so it was a really great movie Uh, so the interesting thing is the book came after the movie which really but get this I really think we should add it to our list because it's the grandson of um, the doctor, is it Lau? I think that's how, but the guy that was helping the king, like, do speech, like, the, all the work and everything, um, his, I think it's his great, his grandson, I think, had all the, his um, diaries oh. and oh. stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's after the movie, but it's, like, true, and it's a compilation of all these letters between um his granddad and the king and all this. I'm like, I think that would be fascinating. So yes, 
Yes, and that's the year when we lost Queen Elizabeth. That might be a a, a time to read that, or at yeah. least put that on our stack. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I'm amazed at her. Um, I I heard a a podcast on her by. Um, it was so complimentary how she always did the right thing. Even when those around her, she spoke about her love for Jesus and her love for duty to her people and all that. And he said, in a time when it wasn't popular mm-hmm. and she just always did the right thing. Well, that came from her parents. Mm-hmm. And if her dad had a stuttering problem, how much she knew how to do hard things. Yes. Cause she had seen it done by her dad. So yes. what a what a thing. I wrote that down because I have not seen that movie. And in connection with that, um, to to connect with the um, the last bookshop in London, which should be I mean, that'd be an amazing movie if they did that. But remember when we talked about the 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 king and queen, they they stayed in London. It's being bombed. They could have gone yes. to any of their other houses, but they stayed and they were getting bombed, too. Well, that's Queen Elizabeth's dad. And so that says a lot right there. Yes. And they were happy that they were being bombed because the the rest of their subjects were being bombed and they wanted them to know we will stick through this. We will survive. And they were an inspiration to everyone. And, and she saw that. I mean, what a unifying factor. Mm-hmm. And, and what, I mean, that's really just do as I do, not as I say, you know, they're not just saying it, they're doing it. And, the stay calm and carry on. I mean, that was just so powerful. They lived it. And one of my students, he's infatuated with Queen Elizabeth. In fact, he took her death re- rather hard. But he said when she was, and I don't know how old she was during World War II, but she was on the radio, like uh, reading in- inspiration, inspirational quotes or reading that when World War II was going on. So she would have been young. Mm. So, I, I mean, I just think she wanted to do the right thing. Yeah. But she got that from her parents. And so th- this was fun, sis. Yeah, this was really fun. Great idea. And so th- those are our top 10 plus. <laughs> yeah. And I have, that we like that were books. Okay. I have a really, really fantastic book that they made a terrible movie out of. And that was Shepherd of the Hills. I, that was the one I was thinking when I was thinking the not so good. Oh my yeah. goodness. It's you said terrible. it's not, it's it, the, the whole plot is totally different. I've never seen one that bad. I mean, sometimes you'll say, oh, I don't like that character. They could have done better. I thought he was supposed to be handsome or something like that. But no, this one, the whole plot is wrong. So I mean, you said that you said the screenwriter did not read the book. So he didn't. Yeah. yeah, and plus, I'm thinking he had to be somebody's nephew. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Here's what I got, Uncle. Are you happy? Yeah, I mean, he had to be related uh, to somebody. But anyway, this was great. It was fun. So This was really fun. I had and, another quote. Here's okay. the, I think I've quoted this before, but I really like it. Uh, I am part of everything that I have read by Theodore Roosevelt. And I just think to encourage people to read, See, we watch movies, but I think you need to do both, don't mm-hmm. you? <laughs> yeah, I think it's good. the just like where the where the crawdads sing and stuff. Um, when some of my friends have seen it that they they hadn't read the book, it's just I mean they still enjoy the movie. But when you've read the book, you get a deeper, you really understand it on a deeper level, and there's just so much more character development that can happen through a book than on screen. And, you know, it's just, I just feel like the experience 
watching a movie after you've read the book, you just get such a deeper, more, it's a deeper experience. Yeah, I think either way is fine. Read the book, watch the movie, watch the movie, read the book. I, but I think you're so right. You take it to a whole nother level, mm-hmm. you know, because you really, like he says, it's part of everything that you've read, but not everything that you've seen. Because mm-hmm. we tend to forget what we see because we take in, we're visual people. We take in a lot of visual things and we just can't remember it all. But when you read a book and you're with that character, like you read Gone with the Wind, you know Scarlet inside and out. Yeah, because you're reading her thoughts and yeah. yeah, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I mean, and I mean, and the movie even leaves out a husband and mm-hmm. a child. I mean, <laughs> was like, whoa, they and it's and it's a long movie. That is yeah. definitely my favorite long movie because I don't like long movies. Well, and I think that's a wrap on our top ten movies that came from books, and we hope that you enjoyed it, and we will see you on the next one. Have a great week.